Welcome, everyone, to a July 4th edition of Couch Potato Diary, coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions Broadcast Studio. They are your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic team who are ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. A busy week in the world of basketball, and the Toronto Blue Jays continue to prove my point. All of that coming up on the show today. Thank you very much for tuning in. So, Kevin Durant apparently wants a trade. Um, When I last spoke with all of y'all, it was on the sports rundown, and at that point it was, okay, Kyrie has accepted his uh, opt-in or whatever, exercises opt-in, whatever you want to say, and he's staying in Brooklyn, so all these fun trade things are probably, probably not going to happen. And now, all of a sudden, all of those fun trade things are going to happen. Kevin Durant has requested a trade. The Brooklyn Nets are looking to trade away Kyrie Irving. There is a lot that goes into this. I'm going to start from the Raptor perspective because that's who I am. Uh, The Raptors are said to be one of the teams at least involved in these discussions. And the immediate conversation goes to Scotty Barnes. And I understand. I understand that there would be a wanting to not trade the Rookie of the Year and a kid who took some massive steps this year for Kevin Durant. And admittedly, as I even go into this segment, I don't totally know which way I want to go on uh, the Scotty Barnes thing. By the way, sorry about the voice. Um, was at a wedding over the weekend and then went to the march downtown yesterday and that's a lot of yelling. And so the, the voice isn't 100p, shall we say, today. So uh, bear with me. But for the Raptors... Let's, let, let's just go over this, because I, I am not sure I want to trade Scotty Barnes. That being said, I do want to trade for Kevin Durant. If you are to trade, say, Scotty, the, the trade that Zach Lowe has brought up on his podcast a few times is Scotty Barnes and Gary Trent Jr., and then just whatever picks you want for Kevin Durant. That leaves you with a starting lineup of um, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, Kevin Durant, Pascal Siakam, and then center X, whether it's Precious, Kem Birch, whoever is your, your center at that point, that leaves you with that. That is the best team in the Eastern Conference. Like, you, you get to keep basically everything else and just substitute Scotty Barnes for Kevin Durant. That, that is an incredible team. If you can make this tra- trade without giving up Scotty Barnes, then obviously you have an amazing one-two punch for forever, and that's amazing. So, from a Raptor perspective, I think they have a lot of the bullets in the chamber to be able to get this done. The problem, I've said this before with this Raptor team, the problem with this Raptor team is I don't want to lose anyone. I want them all to get a little bit better so they can keep uh, progressing, but I I like Van Vliet. I like Gary Trent Jr. I like OG. I love Scotty Barnes and Siakam. Like, I don't want any pieces that you'd have to give away to make this team better. I don't want to have to. And so it just, it, you get torn as a sports fan, right? And it's because Kevin Durant, like I I have an Oklahoma City Kevin Durant jersey. He is one of the 15 best players in the world. The last time the Raptors did this kind of thing, it went really, really well. And there's a lesson to be learned for, um, there's a lesson to be learned from the the, the Kawhi Leonard thing, but that's also the exception generally and not the rule of how those things play out. Look at how the Kevin Durant sweepstakes have gone in Brooklyn, for example, because you look at it at that time, Kyrie and KD were going into a pretty well ready-made situation, right? Like that was one of the scary things is that Brooklyn had kind of established, it's one of the things we talk about, and it's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm kind of flabbergasted this whole thing didn't work. But you look at the foundation they had, it was a scrappy Brooklyn Nets team that were ready to just like 
battle and fight and scratch and claw. They had built a foundation. And then you bring in a couple of superstars. Like, that's how it's supposed to work. But then, like, KD is out for a year. Kyrie is Kyrie. A pandemic hits. It's a James Harden wants to be there, then doesn't want to be there. It's a whole lot of things just went, like, you could play this scenario out 10 times, and it goes better nine of them. Like, I, I feel like this is one of the worst-case scenarios for this whole situation, but this is a cautionary tale for any team that wants to trade for Kevin Durant. This doesn't guarantee you anything. So for the Raptors, I don't think when you are talking about a Kevin Durant trade that there should be any untouchables. Like, Kevin Durant, no matter who you trade or who you don't trade, Kevin Durant is the best player on your team for next year. But Scotty Barnes could be an all-star for the next 10 years, right? So... It, it is an extremely difficult one. In my opinion, if they were to trade Scotty Barnes, it would bum me out. But I think the elation of getting a Kevin Durant would kind of win the day for me. And I, I think it makes the Raptors a better team, at least in the immediacy. And if you trade away all your first round picks, like who cares? This team is finding gold in the second rounds and undrafted free agents every year anyway. So like they had a second round, only had a second round pick this year. And... They, they fit a need, or filled a need, and I, I think did really, really well. Other teams that could be involved, um, Miami, it gets tricky because you can't really throw Bam in unless there's another team that's taking Ben Simmons on uh, because of a couple of rookie max extension things at the same time. I don't know, the NBA salary cap is weird. But the Suns, I think, are the most interesting team because they flamed out, pardon the pun, extremely hard in last year's playoffs. And need to do something, right? Because Aiton's probably gone. And if you can turn him and maybe Bridges leaving into Kevin Durant, then, oh boy, that all of a sudden, Booker, KD, and Chris Paul, we've talked about how much better the West is going to be this upcoming season and how the Suns need to do something. That certainly would be something. That, that would be, again, potential title favorites. Although, man, the, the Clippers look really good. The whole West looks really, really good. This is going to be so much fun. Uh, no matter where Kevin Durant goes. Like, the, the NBA is just in a good spot right now. Think about that. Like, how many teams are just, like, complete dud, no reason to watch them at all? Like, Sacramento? But, like, I think Orlando's interesting this year. I think the Pistons are going to take a big step forward this year. The Rockets, I think, have a couple of interesting guys. But maybe they are one of those teams where it's just like, eh, don't really want to, don't feel like it, whatever, blah. Sacramento is run like that, but at least they still have a couple of guys who are interesting to watch as well. Like the league is in an amazing spot right now. And if Kevin Durant goes to the Suns, I honestly think like, unless they can get Scotty Barnes, I I think that might be the best package that Brooklyn can get. And that's still something they need to focus on, right? Like they just can't bow to the whims of Kevin Durant or whatever the phrase is actually supposed to be. And just let him go on his merry little way and just be fine with it. You need to do what is best for your organization because you got this guy on a four-year contract. So it, it's not like you have to, there isn't an immediacy aside from the wants of Kevin Durant. If you want to like really build your team up and make it a little bit better, I... I mean, you're not going to make your team better by trading away Kevin Durant. But if you're able to get Bridges and Aiton, pair that with Ben Simmons, maybe Kyrie stays, all of a sudden, like, you have a very good defensive group, and then a ton of offense that Kyrie can can help you provide. And I think that there's both, uh, that there's a little bit more to the offensive games of both Bridges and Aiton. So I think that's probably the best one for the Phoenix Suns. But... With Kevin Durant, we are at that point in his career 
where all of the discussions have to go back to the legacy. What does this mean for his legacy? And there's a lot of people shitting on him for it. And it's just, I don't, I feel for Kevin Durant. I really do. Because he, he goes to a team that was like ready made for a championship and he goes and wins championships. And everyone shits on him for it. It's like, oh, these guys need to focus on winning. It needs to be all about winning. They go to a place where they can win. Hey, fuck you, man. How'd you do that? Like, come on. Also, he was the best player in the world at that stretch. And we no one recognized it at the time. And no one gave him credit for it at the time. And now we're all retroactively, oh, yeah, he was the best player at the time. But if you're Kevin Durant, you're like, hey, can, could I have not got any of that at the time? Because that's kind of what he wanted was just a bit of validation, right? Like, he outdueled. LeBron James in two NBA finals. And no one gives him any credit for it. Oh, it was Steph. Oh, is this? Oh, is that? No, it wasn't. The, like, Steph Curry is an amazing player. I'm not taking anything away from Steph Curry at all. But they don't win those titles without Kevin Durant playing the way he did. He was the best player on both of those title teams, right? Like, he, he was phenomenal and he was the best player in the world at that time no one called him in at the time and that's kind of all the recognition he was looking for like hey i just went up against the best the guy who you all say is the best player in the world and i beat him twice i did and no one gave him credit for it and now everyone's like oh well he got everything that he wanted in brooklyn and he still wants out it's a little shitty yeah everyone's doing, well, not everyone is doing it now, but Giannis, like Giannis, Steph Curry, like, but it's like, that. this is kind of the sign of the times right now. And it, it hasn't gone very well. I think this, hopefully, is one of the last times you see teams just bow to the, the wants of any star player. I hope that, like, that era of NBA basketball is done. But, like, Brooklyn also could have said no to any of that stuff. They're like, oh yeah, no, we'll, we'll put DeAndre Jordan instead of uh, Jared Allen. We'll trade all these guys. Like at some point you could have said no to him too. And maybe you should have, but I, I feel like Kevin Durant is getting a little bit too much flack in this situation. It is shitty that he is leaving. Um, but I don't know if it's, he's leaving because Brooklyn didn't do enough. I think he's leaving because Kyrie is driving him crazy and he just needs to get out of that toxic relationship. A couple of quick hitters here on the NBA, the Brunson contract, looking at the Knicks, like I, I don't think Brunson's a $25 million player, but looking at the Knicks now, they obviously got better. Like he, he makes them a better team. And you look at some of the pieces they have now with RJ, now Brunson, I think topping and quickly, there's something there. Julius Randle, we all just assume, sucks now. I think last year was a really weird year. If he can get it back to even something resembling what he was um, two seasons ago before he signed that big contract, then I think we could. I think we could be looking at a pretty good team here. The problem is they're maxed out at a pretty good team, right? Like there is there there is a ceiling on this group now that is kind of just fifth in the East. Right? Like, and the East is really, really good. So it might not even be fifth in the East. But, like, with this move today, I don't know who they got substantially better than. You know? Like, they're not better than the Hawks, who we'll talk about in a second. Go through the East. Boston? No. Brooklyn? Well, maybe Brooklyn. Um, Milwaukee? No. Miami? Don't think so. Toronto? Don't think so. Philadelphia? Don't think so. Like, there, there's... And because this was the big move, this was all the cap space, unless you can get someone to take Fournier's contract and you take nothing back in return, you're you're kind of stuck with this team that's just good. 
A couple other teams interest me. The Minnesota Timberwolves making the move for Rudy Gobert. So now Carl Anthony Towns plays at the four. It's interesting. I'm interested to see what it looks like. We haven't had a Twin Towers type of a team in a while. And I think Towns will be more comfortable playing the four. And then I think offensively late in games, or even defensively late in games sometimes, you can take Gobert out there. Towns can still play the five, and you you would still be all right. So I think Minnesota's interesting. The Hawks take a big swing. They get DeJounte Murray, who, like, checks a ton of boxes that they need. Like, someone who can help Trey play off the ball a little bit more. Someone who can defend better than anyone else that they had up until this point. That is great. Then they trade Huerta away, and it's like, I don't... I don't know if they got substantially better for the the picks and everything that they gave up. Like, I think, again, they're a team that I think is, yeah, they're good. They're good. Now, they're gonna, they have a couple more moves that they can make. They certainly have more flexibility than the Knicks do. But I think this made them go from being, oh, they're all right, to, oh, they're pretty good. And that that's kind of about it. I really like the move Boston made going out and trading, like, all of your bench for Brogdon. I think now a starting unit of Brogdon, Smart, Brown, Tatum, and Time Lord that's really, really good, man. That's, that, that is a strong unit. And if if Horford can stay good for another year, you don't know what you're getting for Grant Williams. But um, the thing is with Boston, they needed a bit more depth and they traded all of their depth away. Now it's depth that is easily replaceable, I think. But they traded all of their depth away for one more dude. So it's an interesting strategy. I love it in t- when teams like this make this type of a move because it makes that starting unit just so much scarier. And honestly, now with Brogdon, Tatum, Brown, and Smart specifically, you can spread all those guys out. So there's one of them on the floor at all times. And I think that can help you out quite a bit as well. Uh, I am up against it for my, my personal timeline today. So just quickly, this weekend, once again, proving for the Blue Jays that starting pitching and bullpen arms. Like they just need more people who can throw the ball at a big league level right now. Pearson continues to get hurt and that continues to be so frustrating on a number of different levels. But this Blue Jays team, like they they consistently have been showing this year that they can stay close with teams like Houston and teams like the White Sox and teams like the Yankees and teams like Tampa Bay. But they're kind of proving that all those teams right now are still better than the Blue Jays. And I think the time is now to start acting like the, the deadline is under a month away. This is a Blue Jays team that needs multiple arms and they need them as quickly as possible. That's going to do it for the show today. Thank you everyone for tuning in from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. They are your one-stop commercial and residential cleaning company based out of Calgary. They have a fantastic team ready to make your life simpler and easier by fulfilling all of your cleaning needs. Check them out online, clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. The schedule for the week, another show coming up on Wednesday, gonna look at how they were built to the Colorado Avalanche. I love those shows. And then on Friday, we're gonna look at some legacies in mixed martial arts. It's going to be a fun week. Hope you guys stick around for it. I will talk to y'all later. I'm out.